What resources do you need to live your best whole and intentional life? And what is the relevance to our work in the area of whole and intentional leader development? Every leader you have ever met is dealing with the reality of resourcing. Um, and two of the most important resources in our lives that help us to fulfill the missions we are on um, are our finances and our health. And for whatever reason, <laughs> so the way I think about it, our created way as human beings is within the context of an economic reality that requires financial resources to fund the missions we are on. Um, understanding our finances beyond the actual balance sheets and checks, checkbooks and bills of our lives, I think is something that's important for us. And the same is true for our health. Trips to the doctor, which I've had too many of them in my lifetime, broken bones, pain, being able to sit on a plane. Uh, these are deeply important things, um, not just to our life satisfaction. I think I think of planes because I was on one this last week and I wanted to get off it. <laughs> But uh, but they're not only important to our life satisfaction, but to our missions. And I think we can be whole and intentional and still need more resourcing. But we cannot be whole and intentional as leaders without a deeper check on the resourcing we need, where we are now, and their impact on where we're going. And two things I will say that kind of drive me crazy. I'm, I know that I may have something to uh, be healed from in these things that drive me crazy. But the idea that money is everything or that money doesn't matter to our lives and even our souls. Money isn't the only thing, but it is important. Resourcing matters. Our finances and perspective on them impact our psychology. And at the same time, the same is true for our health. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I am Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And today we're continuing our series we launched on living your intentional life. And our focus today is on resourcing and specifically health and finances. Um, this topic is, is based on some of the most important work that the teams and leaders we support have done in the, in, in the form of assessing their fulfillment across several different areas of their lives, including finances and health. A moment to just assess that fulfillment. So I want to ask you something. If I asked you to rate your fulfillment regarding the extent to which you are feeling a sense of fulfillment in your finances and your health, how would you rate them? And I'd love for you to pull out a piece of paper, for those of you that still use paper, and I'd like you to write down these two words, finances and health. And if you play along with this, I, 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 think, I, I think I promise you that this will be more valuable because I need your story in it. So finances and health. And what I would love to have you do is rate the extent to which you feel fulfilled in those two areas of your life. And, I, and think of them like gauges that go from one to 10. A one feeling, I'm not feeling fulfilled in that area right now. And a 10 being, I am feeling very fulfilled in that area. And I would say that no one is looking over your shoulder. At least I don't think they are, um, but they might be, but hopefully they're not. So be honest about how you're feeling in terms of your fulfillment in those two areas. Do that for finances. And then do that for health. Pick that number. And I'll tell you why I asked you to do that in just a moment. But here's something. Isn't it interesting looking at your score? Because you know that your rating matters, but what might matter even more is the story behind that score. And as I'm talking through finances and health as major contributors to our overall wholeness as leaders and as people, 
I'd love for you to continue to think about and even write down different pieces of the whole story behind each of those scores for you. Because I want to suggest to you that a high score may not mean a lot of that resource. But it might mean that it is right where it should be. And that having purpose in the areas of finances and health may be what drives a high fulfillment score and not just satisfaction or dissatisfaction. Do you hear? Like, it's just interesting to think about it. Maybe something different. And as we talk about health and finances, I want to note that I am no expert financial planner. So we're not here for that. Nor am I a professional physical therapist or exercise physiologist. I do know what that term means because my brother-in-law is one. So I know what I'm not. Um, nor am I a medical doctor. A doctor, yes. A psychologist, but I'm not a clinician. But I can fix your brain at work. That's at least that's my what I just made up. Um, and and as, as a psychologist, I am in touch with the research on health and money with regard to our fundamental psychology. And I can tell you that understanding the resources you need regarding those two things, they matter. Um, they are far from the only or most important things, but they matter. And if you can't breathe, drink water or eat or move without pain, or you don't have the finances necessary to serve in the world the way you would like to serve and put food on the table, and even more, maybe pay your employees so they can put food on their table, that can become challenging, uh, at least in the short or maybe even the long haul. But for today's, pur today's purposes, I'd like to focus on what fulfillment in these areas might be about and hopefully spur on another wild conversation. Um, and I love it when we assess these, these different areas of our lives. Uh, we don't ask leaders to assess their satisfaction. We ask them to assess their fulfillment. Um, and I think that's something that I, I just love to, to break down just a little bit. So I'm going to make a few points. And the first point that I'd like you to consider, and this is not, this is not like just Rob's truth, but it's something I'd like for us to consider together is this. Fulfillment is about purpose and not piles. It's not about piles of more of each. If you were being purposeful with your money or financial planning, could you be, could you be more fulfilled? I sure hope so. So if I asked you to measure your satisfaction, it might be very different, a different score. Um, would I like to have more money or a different financial situation? Maybe so. And many of us would like that. But am I fulfilled even though I don't have more money? Maybe so. Would I be more satisfied if I was in better health? Maybe so. But am I fulfilled given my purpose now? Maybe so. And so that first thing is that I don't think necessarily, fulfillment isn't necessarily about more. There's more going on in it than that. And so when it comes to both health and finances, more is always preached as better. That's very typical. The more you have or the healthier you are, the better. But what what is that what fulfillment is really about? Maybe, but maybe not. And this leads to the second thing I'd like you to consider. And it's this, that fulfillment is not a measure of not having met your goals or having met your goals. That one's kind of, you got to think about that for a second. Fulfillment isn't necessarily a measure of whether or not you've met your goals. Could you be fulfilled even if you haven't met your long-term goals yet? Now, isn't that, in, it's just interesting to think about. Could you be fulfilled if you have, if you have or have not met your long-term goals yet? And I sure hope so. If you had asked me to rate my satisfaction with my financial resources when I was young, uh, without thinking any deeper, I probably would have rated it lower. But that's because I was always seeing it as satisfaction. Am I where I hope to be as opposed to am I where I'm supposed to be regarding my finances? One example is when my wife and I were first married, we had debt from our education and in other areas that were not 
where we wanted to have debt in the long term. But when I stop to think about it now, we were fulfilled because much of that debt was on purpose. Debt we had taken on to receive our education or to buy our first car that we bought together because we needed a car. And so it wasn't about meeting our financial goals, but about having what we needed to fulfill the different purposes of our lives. So fulfillment is not necessarily about having met your goals, but about having the resources you need on purpose. And it may be about the choices we're making with intention as opposed to simply more or less, if that makes sense. Which leads me to number three. Fulfillment is relative in time, perspective, and relationships. Um, If you had, (laughs) here's what I mean by that. If you had an electric car or a 68 Camaro, which is kind of my dream car, um, does the gas gauge mean different things? Well, I sure hope you say yes, because... A Tesla doesn't actually have gas. That was a trick question, right? So although I know some of you will say it does use fossil fuels, that's not the point today. Um, in some way, it's just it's just in a different way, Rob, I get it. But my point is this, that gauges mean different things to different people. At some point in our lives, fulfillment means very different things. Um, for my wife, a low gas gauge um, isn't unfulfilling, to be honest. But for me, it's a reason to go get gas. Like she thinks that's awesome. So, and I'm like, that is not awesome. And about 15 to 20 years ago, um, this thing I'm going to describe to you went on so long that I can hardly remember. I was experiencing back pain so badly that I, I, this is going to sound dramatic, but I wanted to die. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. I quite literally was in so much pain that I did not now know how to go on. Some of you know what I'm talking about. There were moments where I would get stuck on the floor and I couldn't get up without my entire back going into full-fledged spasms. And for me at the time, to take my fulfillment from a one to a 10 or even to a seven would have been to stand or sit with less pain, not no pain. It was to be able to do that with tolerable pain. And after two back surgeries and even therapy and so many therapies you can't even imagine, I, I still now have back pain Um, and I have pain more than my back at this point in my life, but like some of the rest of you, you know what I'm talking about, but my fulfillment is so much higher. It could still be higher, but like many of you, good enough is sometimes pretty fulfilling. And the reality is that my body will eventually fail to me. I know that's true. Um, and it's already doing that. It's like this uh, thing we're all facing. Um, so fulfillment looks very different at different stages of our lives and, and our ages. And depending on your physiology and the tax we put on our bodies to do certain things in life, maybe both positive risks and other things that were not so good. My point is this, is that fulfillment is relative to other things. You know, so it's it's just, I think that's something to, to think about maybe for us. Um, number four, fulfillment isn't just about us. When my wife and I got married, we got some advice from a pastor friend of my family in our premarital counseling that was profound to this day. When we got married, my wife and I had every, uh, I'm sorry, when we got engaged, when we were dating, my wife had every penny in her budget accounted for. And while that may sound amazing, it had already begun to cause some tough conversations for us, even when we were dating. (laughs) And I, on the other hand, was much looser with my finances. I'm not going to say that maybe I bounced a few checks, but maybe I bounced a few checks. And 
I grew up with a little debt being okay in my family. And she grew up with, with debt not being a great thing. And our counselor said this to us, and it was a simple and profound statement. He said, Rob, you need to tighten up. And Jackie, you need to loosen up. And I saw him about six months ago, and I, and I said, I am so grateful. That was one of the most important things we heard. That simple line was the first time I realized that before I was married and had kids, my finances were my finances, and now they were going to be ours. It's that realization that fulfillment in finances, even in health, is often a relational thing. We are fulfilled together, or at least we must pay attention to what we need and what others need and what we need together. And when you ask most, most experts, what are the two things that most couples struggle with? I'm just going to say it, y'all. Money and sex. Sorry, I had to say it. I said it out loud, but that's what that's what people will say out there. But so often we fail to talk well about the relational aspects of those things that require coverage of a whole other topic we've discussed in the past that we'll discuss again, and that is communication. So we're not going to talk about that today, but it's one of the areas of this relational piece is how do we communicate about some of the hard, weird things of life? And so for today, point number four is this, is fulfillment isn't just about us. And this is why a conversation together about fulfillment, its relationship to our aspiration um, to live our intentional life is so important. So number five, I have a couple more. Fulfillment is a whole outcome. Um, it's driven by a variety of other things. At the very least, it's fed by purpose, why you need it, people who you need it for, and projection, where you're going next. Fulfillment is a whole and dynamic outcome. And because of that, a more robust perspective on it is important. And when I say robust, what I mean is taking a real look at the different things going on in our lives that are impacting our scores. And here's my health story today. And I feel like I'm telling you a lot about me, but I hope it inspires you to think about you. That's why I tell you that. And my story today is I'm in pretty good shape. My weight is a bit higher than it could be. My neck hurts almost all the time. I've taken statin medication for cholesterol for the last 15 years, which is probably causing some of the joint pain I feel. And I never realized that till today. Um, I still struggle to stand for long without pain. I was at a mixer this week um, at that event I told you about. And it was, and I was standing there and trying to figure out how long I could stand. I mountain bike most Mondays. And as I always say, mountain biking is a low impact sport until you crash. And I've crashed and broken bones. Um, and there is more to my health story. The purpose behind my health, I thought about this, is to remain healthy enough to push hard and to travel and speak and evangelize and to inspire people to see what Wild Leaders is about um, and helping leaders and organizations to use our processes. And quite literally, my health is related to that because i that's part of my job right now. Um, but it's also to be be healthy enough so that my wife and I can can get outdoors and do the things that we've dreamed about at this phase of our lives. Um, and so it doesn't mean I will be without pain, but I will be fulfilled. And that fulfillment and purpose behind it is fed by many by my thinking, um, the realities of what I'm trying to do, the realities of the stage of my life, the reality of my back issues and knee issues, by what my wife needs and wants. It is a whole outcome. And I just would invite you, what is the whole story of your health and finances? And what are the variables and people impacting them? Um, and so number six, <laughs> fulfillment is critically interdependent with our emotions and our thinking. Sometimes we want to think that fulfillment when it comes to resources is a completely rational and obvious thing. And while some of us may believe it is simply about having all the money or things we want, 
or being in the best shape of our lives, our actual fulfillment can change if we just step back to examine why we're thinking and feeling the way we are about our money and our health. And maybe just to simply stop and think. And then this is number seven. This is my last one, is that fulfillment isn't a compulsion. It's an intentional decision. I think I, think I have to face this. Some of us, here's an example, and I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but I think there's some truth in it. Some of us grew up with no money, oftentimes over pivoting, over pivoting to giving everything to our children. As an example, even though we know it will then produce a generation of people who will either feel entitled to money or will go the other way with their own kids, making their kids earn every penny on their own. You know what I'm saying? So there's like, I'm just one example of, for some of us, and there's more to your story than that, that, that to not act out of compulsion, but out of intention. And even in terms of health, some of us exercise or don't exercise or eat or don't eat out of compulsion. What would it mean for you to move with intention as you think about fulfillment when it comes to finances and health? And speaking of which, I'm drinking more water than ever, which is having other consequences, people. Um, that's That are to be expected. More water in, more water out. But I, I'm sorry, it's true. But I'm trying to do that for the first time in my life because I'm wondering, like, I think I've been dehydrated for, like, a lot of years. I won't tell you how many. So I'd love for you to think about your fulfillment scores you indicated at the beginning. I'd love for you to just look at those scores. And I'd like you to write those two words down again, finances and health. And when you think about your health from the perspective of those things, and you think about your finances from the perspective of the things I described, would you score them again? Would you score your fulfillment in the area of your life? I'm sorry, in the area of your finances. Would you score them in the area of your health? And those scores may be the same. Those scores may be the same, but they may have changed. And if they're the same, then great. If they've changed, then great. But I don't know if, if some of the things I described for each of us might, might change our perspective on what fulfillment looks like at this point, and that we could move forward with more intention in, in at least these two areas as we have this conversation today. So here's where it really gets good. Let's just keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.